usually we're all against each other, but I feel like this with the three of us teamed up and we're all against Matt today. <laughs> Would it be so bad if an 84-year-old got into heroin? Welcome to the Cat Organizational Podcast. You idiot. It's written down in front of you, you idiot. This is like the buffalo chicken wrap of answers. I haven't heard about hot orcs in a while. We were so horny for motion controls in 2005. I can't wait to come back and tell you how it was Noah's Ark, you asshole. I would also like to retroactively say I've never had cotton candy acid. So Andrew's 100% doing a voice, right? Everybody get off IMDb now. Time to record. This episode and probably this whole this whole podcast is a mistake. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how the correlation chart between kids who will say, I hate you, mom, on Christmas, and parents who didn't realize they needed to pre-order the fancy new PlayStation box six months ago will be a straight line. <laughs> there are going to be a lot of disappointed, like, uh, middle-income families this year. There's going to be a lot of disappointed 30, 20-somethings I mean, this year, too. It is a traditional console launch. It is a console-ass console launch. Yeah. This, yeah. Happens, this happens every time. Every year. What? Yeah. What's the status on getting an Xbox? Are those also impossible to get, or is I that... I think so, yeah. They, not. I think it's just the PlayStation's in the news now because it came out second. Because yeah, it, like, gotcha. as of recording, just came out, I think, a week ago. Gotcha. Also, what better way to end 2020 than just one more gut punch of disappointment to everyone? No yeah. age is safe. Absolutely. Yeah. I know, according to the A-frame sign I saw outside of Target the other day, both of these highly desired items are still unavailable. Good. Great. Every every once in a while, I'll, I'll log in. I'll just do a quick Google search and just to, just to see. And it's just, yeah, it's just, it doesn't exist. I just want to play Demon's Souls. That's all I care about. I just want to play Demon's Souls. That's that's for me. That's for daddy. <laughs> that one's for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, friends, I must say it has been an honor and a privilege to surpass a multitude of milestones with this podcast. We've passed our first, second and soon to be third year anniversaries, 20,000 lifetime downloads, our first guests, our first patrons, and even our second episode explicitly about B-list Sonic characters. Is there a cake for that? <laughs> Do they make cakes for that? I think it's a pin. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I asked Giant Eagle and they told me to get out. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Big the Cat uh, sheet cake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should totally get a Big the Cat sheet cake. <laughs> Writing it down now. Okay, keep going. Great. Well, friends, today we cross perhaps the most important milestone of them all. Well, at least for 351 more episodes. And with that, I welcome you, my friends, to episode 69. Nice. Can we get nice. just the funkiest baseline right there? <laughs> the, the the theme to Seinfeld? <laughs> I was thinking more like like more porn base, but you know, Seinfeld yeah. could be porn base. Yeah. Um, there there probably is a Seinfeld porn. Uh, can we get a clean nice from each of us just collectively? Yeah. Nice. 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 <laughs> were we not supposed to all do it at the same were it's we fine it's fine the, the power of friendship the, the nerds of and editing. editing will fix that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep mm -hmm. okay so now we needed an episode topic that was equally as sexy as the sexy sex number and despite sure. andrew's countless attempts to work the word waifu into my lexicon i have refused to go down that road <laughs> except you 
you did that unprompted, but <laughs> sure. Uh, ignoring that, today, <laughs> the very sexy execs have asked us a very sexy, albeit simple question. What existing video game series can produce the best dating sim? For those of you who don't know what a dating sim is, well... I'm sorry that this has to be your introduction to that genre of video oh, games. Also, please do not Google dating sim. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. It's okay. If, you don't if it's not to. a road you've gone down, it's one best not yep. explored. Yep. Don't bother. <laughs> Leading us on this uncomfortably horny journey today. Horny journey is so that's hard so, to that's say. That's a good one. Uncomfortably horny journey. Uncomfortably horny journey. Uncomfortably horny journey. Ooh, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, the number of cold opens that come out of this episode is going to be yep. phenomenal. Mr. Wait, one more. Mr. Toad's uncomfortably horny journey. journey. Gross. The uh, an uncomfortably horny uh, journey. And you have to rotate the camera to be able to solve the puzzles, which is the worst part. Oh, gosh. Leading us on this uncomfortably horny journey today are Kyle, Blake Shelton, I guess, Harper, Andrew, Richard Gear, but like way past his prime, Henderson, and Todd, America's Thirst Trap, John F. Kennedy Jr. Thomas. I don't want to be Blake Shelton. No one does. I don't want to be a person who most likely puts hamsters, hamsters up his butt. I do not want to be that person. By you saying that, you're only lighting more fire to it. Like, that's the thing. The more you, you, you talk put about it, out it, the more the under world. it. Yeah. Yep. Under it. So these are the worst <laughs> of people's sexiest man of the year, as determined by me. <laughs> I don't know that they are, like, definitively the worst, but in my opinion, these are the three worst. From a cursory glance at the list, this is what Matt decided. Yes, exactly. Uh, Richard Gere won a couple times. Like a couple of times, um, yeah. all, all of yeah. which seemed to be a little past the prime of Richard. He Hughes. was like, um, he was like George Clooney before George Clooney was George Clooney. He's like, like really, old, or has he older... just always been George Clooney light. <laughs> yeah, like a shitty George Clooney. Yeah, George yeah. Clooney ice. He's <laughs> like the stereotypical, like he's a little older, but he's distinctive. A silver fox is the, yeah, if you the will, term yeah. you're looking for. That is the exact amount of words I want to hear about Richard Gere today um so dudes standard dating sim protocol requires three to five romanceable characters of varying gender and ambiguous sexuality please tell us what game series you are adapting into a game of love and which of this ip's beloved characters will the player be trying to woo into bed and while you're at it, go ahead and describe how we, the player insert, fits into this very horny universe and give your game a name. Am I first? All right, Kyle. Yeah, let's go ahead and start with you. All right. So, Matt, I ask you, why only have three to five romanceable characters in your dating sim when you could have well over 150? That's right, Matt. I bring you the very first Pokemon dating simulator game. Ooh. Oh Yikes. no! Uh, an incredibly on-brand thing to do, <laughs> where you will uh, be able to romance any of the uh, non-player characters from the main series Pokemon games, and possibly more. In this, <laughs> Pokemon Leather and Pokemon Lace. Oh, 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 oh wow! Oh. That's really good. Oh, no, boy, that name is very that's, good. That's very good, bad. 
Oh, wow. Um, okay, wait, Kyle. So am I to understand clearly that this is a game about romancing Pokemon and not Pokemon trainers? No, you it's it's either both. I don't know what the better answer is. Is it children or animals? Is it children or animals? (laughs) (laughs) So wait, who am I? What's the player insert? Give it to me. Oh, you are you are the the nameless champion of all the games. Okay, okay. Um, I'll cover it more in the next question, but okay, sure. Yeah. All right. Um, I am. I will let you breeze by with a a very <laughs> questionable. I'll answer it in the next question. You get a you get a pass, but I'm not sure uh, unless Todd and Andrew, Todd and or Andrew, want to stop you on the way out. Um, I okay. I <laughs> I think the things that Kyle is going to say are going to be a crime against humanity mankind <laughs> and god yeah. together as one yep and so i want to give him as little oxygen to that fire as possible so i'm fine with skipping what he has done yeah i do not want to give him the benefit of the doubt yeah okay both your instincts are are accurate <laughs> <laughs> well we soldier on andrew um what hell hath you unleashed upon yeah. this world Matt, tell me if this sounds familiar. Okay. You play a virtually mute audience insert protagonist who encounters a series of incredibly one-dimensional characters whose entire personalities are generalized to a singular culturally appropriated and mildly offensive stereotype. With me so far? I'm there. And you, of course, the audience insert protagonist, must use context clues to figure out which makes each of these characters tick eventually wearing them down by appealing to their greatest weaknesses through a series of mini-games involving reflexes and timed button presses. That's right. Sounds like a dating sim. Exactly. (laughs) The game I'm talking about, arguably the granddaddy of all dating sims, and I'm talking, of course, about 1987's Punch-Out for the NES. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, for those of you not as familiar... The Punch-Out! series actually began as an arcade game and then was later ported to the NES a few years later as Mike Tyson's Punch-Out!, which is the one that everybody knows. The game became one of the most popular NES games of all time in the U.S. and really helped solidify Nintendo's dominance in the Western market. All these things are real facts. Now for the rest (laughs) of this, but now the rest for this nonsense. Uh, So Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! has you play as Lil Mac, uh, a not-so-subtle stand-in for Rocky. The influence was very clear there. Uh, and you take on a series of dynamic boxers from all around the world. And uh, what makes Punch-Out! so beloved even today is the roster of insane kind of racist characters who represent (laughs) the different countries around the world. Um, For example, you start off by fighting Glass Joe from France, uh, who can get knocked out by a stiff breeze. Other cultural archetypes show up. Uh, You've got Don Flamenco from Spain, who dances to music from the opera Carmen. (laughs) Which is which is very silly. Uh, you've got Great Tiger from India, of course, yep. who wears a big Ooh. turban. Check and I can like teleport. These yeah. ramp up oh, <laughs> in, in the racism too on the way. The worst one is the one they cut from the arcade one, which is pizza pasta. <laughs> 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 Do you want to guess where he's from? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll go out on a limb and say Brazil. Yeah, uh, uh, Canada. <laughs> Um, so uh, you've Man. got Great Tiger who wears a big old turban on his head and can teleport around the arena because of mysticism. <laughs> wow. Sure. And, uh, and of course, 
my personal favorite, Soda Popinski from Russia. Soda Popinski. Was originally, and this is very true, was originally named Vodka Drunkinski. <laughs> I, uh, I thought, I thought who, Soda Popinski was the guy Joe Biden worked with at a pool when he was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> He's a bad guy. Uh, um, when and, they put these together, do we think that every one of the men in the room were white? Or do we think it was just one white man? Todd, they were Japanese. It was, it was this Jap- Japan. Japanese. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is made in Japan. I mean, yeah. Also, same same thing. No one asked any questions of um, anyone else. There's an American guy too. It's uh, he's he's. Uh, wait, like ma- wait, like is it is it? It's, it's gotta like be Tex like cheeseburger or something. No, yeah, it's, like it's super it's super macho man, and he's like uh, he's like a surfer dude. Yeah, I was gonna guess like. Like macaroni diesel or something <laughs> like that. Uh, macaroni diesel would be an awesome porn name. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh so okay, so we have your protagonist. We have our cast of one note suitors. So now we just need a setting. Now I, I figure the series has done a couple very very similar sequels. Uh, you're always just like boxing in the ring, fighter after fighter after fighter, fighter. Excuse me. Uh, so I think it'd be fun to take Little Mac out of the ring and do what every good anime-inspired dating sim does, which is, of course, take him to horny battle school. <laughs> <laughs> so oh. allow me to introduce you all to Punch Out Presents Punchy Tadakai Academia. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. That... That was my. That roughly translates to punch fighting academia. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that was for a, you and, and did you a persona. Alone. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I accidentally made persona. I'm so sorry. You had so much going for you until those last mm-hmm. two sentences. Well, it's. It, I think it's more. You turned it in. It, you did the because it's an in, another mm-hmm. Nintendo game. It's more just the uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a cross of we'll get there. We'll get through it. It's it's inspired by Three Houses, Persona 5 and Dangon Ropa, Rompa. <laughs> what I imagine Andrew just did the metaphor is like he did the Olympic thing where they like run down and they like vault off the thing and he landed and it was perfect, but he shattered all the bones in his right leg. <laughs> but he's still standing cuz he just landed just right. Mm-hmm. Did you want to get that title one more time just to get no. it, the clean cut? It was Go for it. Punchy Tatakai Academia. God, I think Punch Out Presents is the worst part of that. Like you can get away with like it's not the worst part of it. Yeah. Trust me, it's coming. Oh God. Okay. All right. Well, um, yeah, I don't have a quippy thing to say here. That was enough. Todd, what do you want to say? You know, Matt, I'm so glad you asked this question of us today because I I've I'm been not. meaning for a long time to talk about Todd's been real a- horny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I've been wanting for a long time to talk about, you know, long forgotten games that really do hit a target demographic in, in, you know, this demographic. They've just been waiting to be they've just been waited to being baited into buying the dating sim that they've been chomping at the lure for. So a little background. In 1995, we were given a game that you're all familiar with. Mark Davis's The Fishing Master. Well, <laughs> a classic. In, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, that was on Super Nintendo. And in 2003, we were given PlayStation 2. Uh, Mark Davis's Pro Bass Challenge. So, here's the thing. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and obviously, in 2021, we're going to finish the trilogy with what the people have been asking for, and that is... Mark specific- Davis's Pro Bass Underground 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, specifically, the, the Mark Davis's fishing community 
has been begging for a dating sim. So we're going to give him that. And in this game, <laughs> you're going to play as the new angler who just arrived off the shore of Lake Ontario, and you will be under the tutelage of the legendary bass master, Mark Davis. Of course, your days, you know, they're going to largely be spent fishing. But, you know, you're also going to be able to socialize and potentially woo uh, other denizens <laughs> of the local shores of Ontario and uh, Lake Ontario. And that could include Tacklebox Tony, you know, the owner of Tony's Tacklebox. <laughs> That's the local store. Um, Luann, the owner of the local bar, the Salty Clam. Uh, you could also oh. you could also end up wooing uh, Dion Yuck. or Tasha. They are the local algae bloom and marine life researchers at the Great Lakes Environmental Research Laboratory. You know, maybe you're going to try and woo Braun, the beefy dockhand. Maybe that's more your speed. Um, of course, you could also find your way to overcome your rivalry with a local fishing hotshot, Leonard Belmont Gowdy. Um, or if you have a more refined taste, you could always listen to the whispers on the wind and collect some old wives' tales. And then maybe you'll end up romancing Gassi and Thiaya, the dragon that dwells in the deep, <laughs> as your wife knew. You know, the dragon that's rumored to live in Lake Ontario that's older than mankind itself. Wait. All this and more Wait. you will find in your sequel to Mark Davis's Pro Bass Challenge here. Does, <laughs> does Mark Davis's Pro Bass Challenge have lore that I needed to know going into this episode? So... So no, it doesn't. And the Wikipedia page is very short. But did 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 the Wikipedia pages get stuck together and you accidentally read the one for Elder Scrolls? <laughs> you know, have you ever played what is it? Uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, where you jump around and see how quickly you can get to to Kevin Bacon. Uh -huh. I just yeah, I was looking. Listen, I was looking up ancient rumored fish that live in freshwater lakes in America, as one and, does, and I found. This one, Gasi Enthiaya, the dragon that dwells in the deep. Anyway, that's not important. All this and more you will find in the sequel, which we have titled Mark Davis's Pro Bass Challenge, Angling to Get Hooked. What a catch. So that is what I have for you, um, everyone. I, uh, I thought the salty clam was going to be the worst part of that. And then, and then there was a freshwater dragon older than time that. That made its well, way in there. It's older than older than all mankind. It's, oh, it's okay. up. It's, Is it one know. of those things though, where it's like a thousand year old dragon, but it looks like a, a, t a small child, <laughs> and it acts like a little girl, <laughs> it's, right? It's one of those well, things, right? Until until you release its spirit from the lake, you don't actually get to see its true form. So if okay. you are the Ooh. kind of person that plays a dating sim where physical appearance dictates your choices, you may not be happy with the end result. Wow, I is this what you wanted, Matt? Is this I what don't we know. Did? Is this, did we do it good? <laughs> I I have tears in my eyes. I'm. I don't crying. know if we can release this episode. Guys. Wow, this is something else. Oh, Instead of this okay. episode, we'll just issue an apology to our listeners. <laughs> Ooh, it's two hours of dead air. Wow. <laughs> for the oh, next two hours, music. we're just we're just gonna we're just gonna repent for our sins on the air. Yeah, the we shot music for two hours. That was question one. That was the first question. We did it. Listeners, turn back now. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I got to put it out there that like, so I wrote this three or four days ago, and I have not looked at this document since until the minute we sat down to record and I didn't read ahead. Uh, so all of this. Oh, has we been all came up with these answers me. this morning, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is. Oh, boy. Wow. 
I'm not strong enough to make it through this. On to question two. Now, for those of you who haven't experienced a modern dating sim, the real allure of these games is not only the simulated romance, but the deep subplot that drives all of these characters together. Whether it's trying to help your daughter integrate into a new school, surviving a crazy murderous literature club, or learning to properly cook KFC chicken, all visual novels need more than smut to keep the player Excellent. going. Excellent references. Thank you. Thank you. I knew I knew that was out there for somebody. It's always Andrew. <laughs> the KFC dating sim, right? That's what we're talking about. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, and, and Dream Daddy and Doki Doki Literature Club. Yep, exactly. Uh, Give us the conflict of your story. What real world problem are these characters trying to solve through the powers of love and friendship or whatever? Kyle, go ahead. All right. So, Matt, and this is what I, I, I said I'd cover in this question. So, in this game, in Pokemon Leather or Pokemon Lace. I still don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't get better <laughs> time. Um, You are the champion of numerous regions. You have several dozen gym badges and PC boxes full of literal gods that you won't use because they don't have the right natures. And you totally know what the right natures are for these as well. <laughs> but there is one thing you haven't been able to catch. The attention of, a, of an attractive and loving partner. So this Pokemon Master will set out on a new kind of quest. One of romance. Who will be your love connection? Will it be the bubbly gym leader, Misty? Or perhaps your long life, long life rival, Blue, could be so much more. But what's this? Is it... That Lucario who fought by your side to conquer the Sinnoh League. I don't Wait, like this. Wait, I don't like wait. this. Before, Hold before on. Kyle goes any further, can I just leave? I just. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't want to do this anymore. I. Mm -mm. You guys open this box. This, <laughs> this is the area of the internet box. that I. I don't. Nope. I don't want my work computer anywhere near this corner of the internet. Yeah, so. you're just gonna have to burn burn everything, <laughs> everything. when we're done. Um, there's only one way to tell who will catch your heart and that's by playing this game <laughs> wow. i hate it well um yeah i wow um that sucks it sucks <laughs> and i hate it it's it's something let me tell you it is it's some and you know <sighs> there was only one conclusion when i when you put together pokemon and dating sim and it's what you just heard i can't you're right. I couldn't walk away from that ledge. You're right. <laughs> I agree. And I think that, like, here in the reality of 2020, where we're asking what game makes the best dating sim, like, it's reasonable to believe that a game where you can date Pokemon sells millions of copies. This will make so much money. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, like, I hate it. Andrew's right. It sucks. <laughs> but is it the best? Maybe. Maybe. It's not. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I want to believe you, but at the same time, I don't know how gross what you're about to tell us is going to be. So you go ahead. Do you know what's better than dating animals? I'm sure you'll tell me. It's child soldiers. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. You know, wait, time out. Uh, we do a lot of like weird fun bits and... If I had 50 guesses, 
to what <laughs> the answer of that question was, I would have needed another child, 50. Child soldiers would not have been one no, of them. No, it wouldn't have made it. Okay, so let's let's get into it. So uh it's your 16th birthday. Should we should we get into it? We already we already opened the box, Kyle. There's no going back. Oh, you're right. It's your 16th birthday. Your mom wakes up to tell you that a letter from Punch-Out University, the world's most elite boxing academy, has arrived. Um, also, she'll needlessly allude to the fact that your father is not around, therefore quickly establishing your character's own hardships. She didn't need to say that, but you as the audience needed to hear it. Uh, you run downstairs, inner monologue flying, and you open the letter. Congratulations! You've been accepted. Classes begin tomorrow? <laughs> And so begins. But there's your, still so much to do. <laughs> there's so much to do. And so begins your Panchi Tadakai Academia. You arrive at POU and are introduced to your classmates, who are each or just each of the fighters from the Punch Out games, but teens. Uh, so, <laughs> Teen Piston Honda is your obligatory tryhard class rep. Uh, teen Super Macho Man is not wearing a shirt and is taking a nap in the back. Teen King Hippo is eating a hamburger <laughs> with pineapples on it. King Hippo. Uh, teen bear hugger is also eating, but he he's eating pancakes and, uh, and teen disco kid is listening to his Walkman through a crazy random happenstance. You get sent to the headmaster's office on the first day due to some shenanigans that teen Aaron Ryan was into that you were mistakenly blamed for on the way. You accidentally witnessed some university faculty conversing with some shady characters, thus inadvertently involving you in a plot full of mystery intrigue and probably a demonic cult or something or other. (laughs) So you'd, uh, you better start building relationships with your classmates quick because solving this mystery won't be done alone. So the, uh, the game sees you navigating your first year at POU, juggling a healthy, sh- healthy social life with extracurriculars, cramming for midterms, and being part of an army of child soldiers trying to save your school and indirectly the world from another worldly evil through the power of love and friendship. Wow. Um... Man, Man, we all Battle we school. all came to play who has the worst thing. <laughs> yeah. And everyone loses. There's no winner of this game. Whoever wins, we lose. We have said since episode one that this is the show where no one is right, but everyone is wrong. And never has it been as true as it is in this moment. Like, this is everyone is wrong. No one is right here. You're all wrong. <laughs> all of but you. But who, who can be the, the, the wrongiest? Yeah. And, and I don't know if I'm looking for the wrongest wrong or the rightest I think, wrong. Well, I think the three of us are looking for the wrongest <laughs> wrong. You didn't yeah. have to look for it. We found it. We found yep. three answers of it. Yeah. Todd, go ahead. Give me your, give me how, how wrong is your wrong. Tell me. Uh, I already got a lot of the wrong out, but you know, anyway. Keep it simple. Matt, we're fishing. We're fishing. (laughs) This game is about fishing. It's fishing and dating. So, but, you know, as with things are, it's obviously more complex than that. So this game starts, and and after you experience a very robust character creator, you'll find yourself as a new angler on the waters, having only been given your grandparents' single-engine dinghy boat, and the phone number, obviously, of Mark Davis, who's going to be your mentor in this game, obviously. (laughs) And so... With gameplay that will rely on very in-depth motion controls with a specially designed motion controller, you'll begin bringing in big hauls of fish (laughs) in an attempt to become the greatest angler on the water. And, you know, that is to say that, you know, your climb to fame is a lonely one, which will obviously lead to the dating part when we get there. But at the beginning of every summer, you're going to be given the opportunity to compete in a tournament 
beginning with the citywide and then countywide and tri-county, state, tri-state, etc., until you become the international pro bass champion. And that's obviously the goal in the game because there can't be a fishing tournament that extends beyond a worldwide champion, right? That would just that would just be ridiculous in a game that is grounded in reality. I want to say, Todd, I was ready to just hear you list types of championships <laughs> like forever. Areas like just, where there are just indefinitely. Yeah, just like just keep going. It's I fine. did. I didn't say all American, but obviously that's a title that would be in there as well. Um, but you know, all that said, with these near open seas before you of Lake Ontario, you embark, <laughs> you embark to navigate the turbulent waters and even more turbulent dating scene on the shores of Lake Ontario using the very same, very in-depth motion controller. That's going to be important for the dating oh. sim, I imagine. Oh, when you're not, get- <laughs> oh, you know, Matt, when you're not getting your lure wet, you'll spend your downtime working your skills like casting strength. Angling finesse, <laughs> tension management, rod holding stamina, and of course the skill of intrigue. As you seek to find your first mate amongst a colorful and rich and diverse cast of characters on the shore of Lake Ontario. If you couldn't tell, that emphasis was because he air quoted like an idiot <laughs> on this audio medium that we use here. Oh, yeah, Matt, you, good. Oh God, I okay. mean I'm horny. <laughs> everyone everyone in, a, in the tri-county area yeah. is Ugh. wow i <laughs> i don't no know words. i don't know guys i don't know oh boy usually we're all against each other but i feel like this with the three of us teamed up and we're all against matt today <laughs> we're just high-fiving as we leave the ring that's certainly yeah. how it feels oh my god um we accidentally yeah. flipped it to co-op instead of competitive play. <laughs> oh, how the turntables. Um, I think I think what's getting me is, again, that like all three of these games are real games that would exist, that would be on Steam right now, and that people would buy and play the shit out of, and they would be on and, YouTube. And keep paying for, keep buying DLC packs for, for years and years. <laughs> yep, exactly. Okay. So, the key to love, or what my minimal exposure to dating sims has led me to believe is the key to love, is typically presenting your crush with the correct super obscure collectible. It also may include, but is not limited to, following the right conversation tree, leveling up your appearance, and just plain being in the right place at the right time. So, friends, before I declare your game... I said winner in this script, and I don't know that anybody wins today. But again, before I declare your game... That's not a word we can use today. Yeah. Before I declare your game the gamiest, I would like you to walk me through the process of romancing your chosen (laughs) love interest, Kyle. Uh, So, Matt, we are going to take the, um, the friendship mechanic already built into Pokemon games and just kind of dial up the the tasks involved uh for our pokemon dating sim so you're gonna take your your potential betrothed on dates to get haircuts and massages um and the long walks through rough patches of grass to get there you're gonna give them <laughs> vitamins the candies that they like uh you'll make them berry juice berry juices and curries that match their taste um take them at, uh, you know join them on pokemon battles all the good stuff you do already in game just with 
decision trees and and dialogue trees that you can mess up and get right to make sure those go successfully or unsuccessfully. And then when the mood is right, you will finally give them that one last unique item packaged in, you guessed it, a luxury ball, uh, thus putting their love meter over the top and winning their favor. Hey guys, question. Is is Pokemon just a dating sim? <laughs> um, I was going to say no, because there's fighting, but like your thing is fighting. Also, yeah. a lot of like the zany dating sims of the past five years have fighting. This yeah. is turning into like, is a hot dog a sandwich argument? Like, <laughs> it's definitely not not a all, dating sim. All dating parts. Of, it's got it's got yeah. the newest ones have the appearance you know, like yeah. you know the shop yeah. you buy new clothes at get change yeah, your I mean, looks you i think you didn't change anything you just set it in a different order yeah i think pokemon is just already a dating sim <laughs> i guess my counter argument is like if pokemon is a dating sim that means like nintendogs is a dating sim and that feels way worse <laughs> hey a hot dog's a sandwich so <laughs> that's a hot dog okay andrew go ahead <laughs> that's very good uh okay so there's this whole plot about an otherworldly demonic cult trying to summon a cosmic monster to rule over earth who cares the only thing anyone really cares about is maxing the social relationships between your classmates that's what we're here for yeah the the a plot happens regardless no. of what else yeah goes exactly on. like you yeah. don't have to be good at the game to finish it you have to be good at the game to max out the relationships plus how else are you going to save the world with the power of friendship if you can't spam giving 99 copies of the same gift to someone to build said friendship power. <laughs> and so this is where the real game comes in. So the game is split up into weeks, each ending with a Saturday, which you, when, where you will get in the ring with one of your classmates. So during weekdays, you can grow relationships with the different boxer classmates by studying together, going out for fast food, or hanging out at the local arcade. I couldn't stop making Persona. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of these will include the usual dialogue trees where you're given a series of three potential responses and you, the player, have to pick which best goes with their single issue voting personality. And after learning more about your chosen bows, you can give them gifts to raise your relationship to the point that they reveal their incredibly traumatic backstory. <laughs> Now obviously, TM. TM. Oh, yeah. now, obviously, there is a secret list of which ones increase the most relationship status for each. And yes, that will be available on GameFAQs at launch. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, once you level up your relationship enough, that is the point. Now you're ready to take on the going all out date battle. There's a lot of cool graphics that cut in. Like, a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. uh, this is going to elevate your wipes. A lot of wipes. A lot of wipes. <laughs> Uh, this is going to elevate your connection past just friends, air quotes. Uh, the, the mini game will begin looking with a wireframe version of you fighting against a simulation of your partner's inhibitions. So say you're trying to romance teen soda puppets. You're going to, and we to, are, and you, as you obviously are, that's, that's the hundred percent run. No uh, malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, no malarkey's in the DLC. <laughs> Uh, you have to you have to uh, equip the right kind of gloves. So in this case, the Pepsi gloves, uh, and you're going to have to punch the manifestations of their deep seated fears and trauma. So, <laughs> in in Teen Soda's case, 
So you made you made Persona again. <laughs> I made a Persona. Uh, in Soda's case, your date battle will see you fighting against an old man with one of those Russian wool hats uh, who wields an, a hammer and a sickle. Uh, the old man will berate you for not honoring the family's the family by committing himself to a life of menial physical labor. Also, he is drunk to represent Soda Pabinsky's family's ongoing battle with alcoholism. Oh no! Well, let's say it's very real. Hey, these these games get deep. Anyway, so your reward for winning the date battle is a tear jerking scene of Soda finally coming to terms with the decision he's decisions he's made in his life and vowing to you that he will continue to follow his dreams despite his family trying to pull him back into that despair. You, the player, are then rewarded with an intricately drawn panel of the two of you just fucking going to town on each other. <laughs> just doing it. Yikes. Yikes. <laughs> Whoa, boy. Um, Excellent yeah. delivery, Andrew. Well done. <laughs> oh. oh, also, you're going to have to fight the leader of the demon cult, but, like, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Is, um, yeah. is it a sexy leader of the demon cult? Can you yeah, romance sure. the leader of the demon cult? Oh, why would you? Why would you want to? <laughs> you, got so, you got Soto Popinski. What else do you need? <laughs> Wait, okay, that leads me to a question. I can't believe I have yeah, a question. Just one. I just can't either, one. actually. Yeah. So do every time I play um, Punchy Doodoo Kai or whatever it's called, do I yeah. only romance <laughs> Soto Popinski or do I choose? You choose, but I mean, like, he obviously, you Soda Pop as the example yeah. in this, yeah. In this okay. but you run get, through. Like I mentioned earlier, you got Teen Piston Honda, Team King Hippo, Team Bear Hugger. You want to go Teen Teen Bear Hugger, not Team Bear Hugger. You want to? You can. You can go. Don't eat, like either. You can go to Waffle House with Teen Bear Hugger. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bear Hugger is the Canadian fighter. That's he loves syrup, and that's because he's Canadian. Um, Todd, Todd, please. <laughs> <laughs> You want me? You want me to stop this? It's it's not better. It's just different. No, it's but different. I guess no, he wants us to. He wants us to charge through to the end so we can <laughs> yeah. be over this period of our lives. Yeah. So there are a lot of endings to Mark Davis's pro bass challenge: colon angling to get hooked. What a catch! <laughs> or as we call it, MDPBC colon ATGH question mark WAC exclamation point. Excellent. These. Excellent. All depend on obviously a number of factors like you had mentioned here, which is how many upgrades you've completed on your boat, um, also to your shanty lake house, uh, you know, how many hidden lake locations you've discovered, how many side quests with the locals and love interests you finished, um, if you've managed to feed yourself through the cold, unforgiving winter of upstate New York. Regardless of what you do, there's many roll credits endings that, that you get when you happen to buy what is the fanciest lure from Tony's Tackle Box. Uh, and then you ask your favorite lake adjacent person to move into your smaller than desirable shanty and combine your fishing trophies and your galoshes or whatever it is that fisher people own. However, Matt, what you want is you want like the hidden ending. If you want to get <laughs> the do. S rank, if you well, if you want to <laughs> get the S rank in Mark Davis's pro bass challenge, angling to get hooked. What a catch. It's going to require you to have a fully upgraded your boat to the Kingfisher 10,000, have secured the golden fishing rod by putting the lady at the lake to rest in her side quest. You're going to have to have become the interdimensional pro bass champion. Um, oh. Yeah. Following all of that, uh, following specifically that title achievement, you're going to find the now at rest spirit of the lady of the lake at the annual festival of the moon. 
All right. So there, she's going to give you the platinum lure of the moon, which lets you unlock the final romance option where you are able to elevate your budding love interest by becoming the Magister of the Lake, right? So where you and your chosen love interest now are bonded with the lake itself. You are bonded with Lake Ontario, and you become bonded with the lake, and you live eternally as the most powerful beings contained within, of course, the shores of Lake Ontario. And that is how this game ends with the S-rank ending. But you've got to do all those things, Matt. You've got you've to check all the boxes and find the hidden ending to get there. Yikes. Whoa. And I'm going to tell you, because I didn't say it earlier, I watched a lot of YouTube over a lot of dating sims, and this doesn't sound that wild. You're, okay, you're, Todd, I'm going to say this. Your game is eerily close to Final Fantasy X-2. <laughs> okay, how much, how much fishing was in Final Fantasy X-2? A non-zero amount. Not zero, hey. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Todd, I just have, wow. I have one question. If... Mm-hmm. If for, if you want to go for the uh, Tony Tacklebox ending, yeah, do you have so to find? Most people do. Do you have to find <laughs> another uh, another the angler store angling store to buy your his gifts from so it can be secret? No, there's only there's only one in the town you live in, so you buy it from him and give it to him because he's still a businessman, Kyle. Um, you just pay his rent. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's he by then he might. Be, I mean, he's gonna live with you, so it's like your rent too. So like, hmm. it's smart for you to buy something from your significant other. This is just business. Capitalism <laughs> plays a major role in this dating sim. I don't know if I mentioned that. You should. Have. You're investing in him like you're investing in your relationship. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and as I had said, a lot of people do go with Tacklebox Tony on the first run. He's just a he's a reliable lover. <laughs> reliable lover. Oh God. That Tacklebox Tony has big bad and en- bad ending energy. I'm trying to figure out what that means. That's the ending that speedrunners will do. Do they can finish yeah. the game because it's yeah, the any quickest percent one. Speedrunners yeah. do yeah. go with Tacklebox Tony. Yeah, it, you save you save seconds by he's buying. He's just a real he's a real well, caring caring gentleman. Well, and, you save you save yeah. frames by buying the lure that you used to propose there from the man you're going to propose to. That's just that's just smart. Yeah, yeah. The Tacklebox sure. Tony ending. Uh, ending cut screen definitely hints that it might not be the happiest of relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Awesome games done quick. Uh, Summer 21 are going to do that. And you'll see it, you, you are disappointed in your marriage. I want to be clear about this, but it is the fastest <laughs> yeah. run. Wow. All right. I have a super secret bonus question. I don't really want to ask it, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway, just so that I can go take a shower a little bit quicker. <laughs> um, super secret bonus question of, of the week is as in all dating sims there has to be a rival character and it might be a different rival depending on which romance path you decide to go down it might be a rival character to the main character that never changes i don't know but my question for you is with your ip in your dating sim who is the new kid in school the rival guy or girl or ambiguous gender fluid. I can't even say person in this goddamn episode. I can't even say human being. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who Who is the other that your chosen romance path is now more interested in than you? And what will you do to get your romance paths back? I'll take your answers right after this. <laughs> 
Here at Debate This, we are always on the lookout for indie projects to tell you about. And that's why I'm excited to tell you today about the new series Kane from Outlaws Comics. Kane follows Christian Lee and his group of friends as they work to drive a coven of vampires out of their small town. You can follow Outlaws Comics on Instagram at Outlaws Comics, Outlaws with a Z, for their first issue, release dates, and information about their Kickstarter project. Check out Outlaws Comics, Kane, and thanks for supporting indie art. Back to the show. Okay, we're back. Um, if you Yay! For, if, if you forgot, I asked who you, who your rival would be. Who is the new the new anti love interest? No, that's not the right way to say that. Who's the new kid who your love interest is more interested in than you? Your new rival, Kyle. Go for it. All right, Matt. So when you buy. The Isle of Amor DLC for Pokemon Leather and Lace. You will open up entirely new challenges, all spurred on by a former champion, Leon, from the Pokemon Sword and Shield series. Um, let me drop a, an image of him here in our notes for those of you who have not beat the game like myself. That'd be me. I, I know not this Leon. So this is Leon. Um, oh boy wow what an outfit (laughs) yeah so leon um upon losing the title of pokemon champion to you all those years ago has set out on a new goal to be the the champion of sex (laughs) (laughs) subtle and yeah we're, we're doing subtlety today and he's decided the only way he can do that is by stealing your partner that you have courted in the main main run of this game. So you will be treated to new horny challenges against former champion Leon to guard your love and and keep them close. There's your rival, Leon. <laughs> Leon is very thirsty. Right? Yeah. He's a very thirsty champion. What's he doing with those those high tops and the leggings and the shorts? Right. You're yeah. gonna wear like so yeah so it's like a soccer theme right yeah and pokemon sword and shield all the like all the all the good trainers all the like gym leaders and champions are all like it's like like soccer stars and all those battles take place in giant soccer type arenas because it's britain so yeah he's some (laughs) sure he's he's a weird combo of anime soccer star with a with a flat bill and a cape and he always wears a cape. Always has the cape. Good. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, that's something. Andrew, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Uh okay, so um one day uh the teacher introduces the new student who is supposedly a former heavyweight champion. Uh their name is Lewis, but he goes by Doc. And uh <laughs> You may remember Doc as your trainer in the original <laughs> in the punch out games. Good. Well, the two of you build a uh, what starts as a rivalry, but ends up being a Rocky three esque friendship built on <laughs> equal equal footing. And uh, and, you know, the fact that the two of you will never, ever fight anybody as powerful as the other. How many times do you go running on the beach together? Uh, three, actually. <laughs> Um, on a scale of one to ten, what is the sexual tension between you and Doc? Eight point five. 
All right. That's respectable. Uh, if you give <laughs> if you give Doc his signature chocolate bar, that's that's his uh that's his his secret five point relationship <laughs> gift. Because he's always chomping on a chocolate bar. Yep. Yep. He, he, he sure is. Sure is. Um, Todd, <laughs> go ahead. Just do it. So life is good here on Lake Ontario, right? Like whether you've settled for Tackle Box Tony or you're progressing in the romance quest of Gasi Inthiaya, the dragon that dwells in the deep, born of a meteor <laughs> and has the ability to spew fire. You know, life has gone well. Um, that is, Matt. Until one day a mega yacht moves into the bay next to your boat. <laughs> you know, you're invited onto the boat just like everyone else in the docks, and you step up to see that it is covered in pelts and all these mounted heads of many animals uh, that once roamed the wild. And pretty soon you see a figure walk out of a room that is titled Gun Library as she introduces herself <laughs> so. as she introduces herself as Arlie M. Cabela, heir to the Cabela <laughs> throne. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Matt, she is there. She is there to catch and mount all the fish and also your love interest. So what happens is Arlie, as she proceeds to snag your catch to win her back, you have to take your boat in a fight like the Pirates of the Caribbean movie at World's End when they're circling the vortex and fighting each other. Your, your yacht and her yacht have to fight one another in the vortex in the middle of Lake Ontario. And only if you, only if you survive by sinking Arlie's yacht are you able to reclaim your eternal love, which in all reality is likely a well-built tackle box Tony. That wow. rules. <laughs> Gun library is a real thing. Is Arlie M. Cabela a real person? She is not. I do okay. not believe so. I love, I, I love that you turned this bass fishing game into Assassin's Creed Black Flag. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't think Black Flag had a dating sim property to it, but it could have. Um, you never uh, played it. Gun Library is an actual image that I pulled up on the Cabela's image search, which is a room where they sold guns. The Gun <laughs> yeah, Library. That's... Yeah. Not surprising. Hmm. Nope. Sure. Okay, well. Just so you can sweep Tackle Box Tony back into your arms. Oh, man. I don't remember what life was like before we did this podcast. Um, I need closing statements from you guys, but I don't just want some, like, closing statement to sum up your argument. What I think these games need as a selling point to really wrap it all up and put it in a package and put a bow on it is a tagline. Uh, so if you could just give me give me a good clean delivery of of name of game plus tagline, I will accept that as your closing statements. Kyle, go ahead. Pokemon leather and lace. Gotta catch my heart. <laughs> that was that was wholesome. so weirdly wholesome for what we've talked about today. <laughs> pulled, pulled the nose up right before it smashed into the ground. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, your turn. Uh, Punch-Out presents Panchi Tadakai Academia, the school of hard knocks, and even harder cocks. <laughs> oh, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> They're teenagers, Andrew. <laughs> I, uh, like, I thought we made it. Like, I thought we were out of the woods. I thought it was fine. <laughs> we're not oh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> this episode is a train wreck <laughs> no and the best part about this is like during the intermission 
We're like, hey, are you ready to go? And Andrew's like, eh, give me one more minute. Nope, never mind, got it. And that's what he came back with. Oh, boy. Wow. Okay. And um, Todd. Yeah, no, I got it. It's fine. Um, Mark Davis's pro bass challenge, pulling angling to get hooked. What a catch. There are a lot of fish in the sea, but Ontario is a lake. And you're going to marry Tacklebox Tony. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Well, with all of that said, um, I got to pick. I got to make a decision. Um, yeah, I got I to gotta make a decision. So I'm going to decide which of your games has gamed the gamiest. And uh, I'll come back to you with that answer. But I think it is time for you guys to to pat yourselves on the back for what you did to me today, to me and us, <laughs> the listeners. You ap- apologize for what you have done. There are there are no good vibes today. <laughs> Only vibes. <laughs> um, Andrew, I, I I really love the the pairing, the, the decision to make punch out a a high school dating sim, like because. Uh. Cause why wouldn't it like, like you said up at the top, like all the pieces are there. You just have to have mm-hmm. to put the chocolate in the peanut butter and, and you did it. <laughs> Boy, congratulations. <howdy. laughs> and, and Todd, very good coming out of, out of left field. So many people I knew back in Harrison had a fishing simulator. <laughs> and I really like to believe If they still have a have a working game console, they would buy a fishing dating simulator. So I think I think you've tapped into a good a good market there. And I'm sad just from what we've done. It it it's hurt me deep inside. Please go, Andrew. (laughs) Kyle, what made yours so good today was was the fact that you didn't have to even say the thing. It was like, if you took your argument strictly by its like core components, you didn't say anything that was even like <clears throat> remotely not wholesome. <laughs> but but <laughs> like Dennis Reynolds, it was the implication. It was because of the implication. <laughs> and that's why it was so good, bad. <laughs> and uh, why it was a chef's kiss work of art. Uh, Todd, similar, similarly, um, Tacklebox Tony is really good, <laughs> and and all of the and all of the frump frump diddly unctuous characters of of this small backwoods Great Lakes fishing town that uh, that all I can't imagine are wearing masks ever, never, not uh, a single one. <laughs> no, masks haven't been invented up there. Um, that you just have to you just have to involve it's kind of like a like a bad hallmark movie like it's the kind of town that that the the the, the, the new york girl gets wound up or winds up we in. only get one newspaper a week and we all take turns reading it <laughs> right yeah exactly uh it's 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 very good and, and matt i'm sorry uh no no you're not and if you are it's I'm not enough not i'm actually very proud uh. <laughs> Yeah, Kyle, going off exactly what Andrew said, it wasn't it wasn't what you said, it was the things you didn't say. That that you know, the it was the notes you didn't play that really made the song today. Um although I did write down a quote. Um you use these human words together in a sentence in this order, new horny challenges. 
and God's going to make you pay for what you've done. <laughs> that is the kind of thing that should come back to haunt you. New horny challenges is like something that, that you hear either at like a porn store or at somebody's bachelorette party. Like it's like those like those All shitty good art requires sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. You know, like those like those those weird sex games where you have to like roll the sex dice. That yeah. is definitely in the marketing copy. New horny challenges. <laughs> yeah. It's on a banner somewhere at a Spencer's gift. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, so you said those words. Um and you're gonna have to pay for that. But other than that, the words you didn't say were great today. Um <laughs> and and Andrew, the thing about yours is after my in-depth research over zany, weird, and new, which are all the same dating sims right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. I could see yours playing out. Like, yours is the one, like, as you talk to a new character, they wipe into the screen, and there is, <laughs> yeah. there is a teenage Soda Pupinski, like, yep. there, talking. And so um, yours is the one that could actually come out, and everyone would be like, oh, yeah, all right. There you go. It's, it's means- definitely the most normalized. <laughs> if that means That's what anything. It is. Yeah. 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 But yeah, um, I I I had like the Super Nintendo version of Punch Out, and so some of these some of these creatures were still there. <laughs> um Bald Bull. Yeah. I didn't get in a bald bull, but bald teen bald bull bald bull is still fifty-two. Yeah, like I I I just remember some of these characters, like the the French guy was the first one you fought and he was very weak and he'd go eh when he punched you. In the, you know. in, the in the Wii version of Punch Out, he uh he has little baguettes that go around his head when you hit him. <laughs> I forget. Amazing. Yeah, I can't remember which one which one he was, but it it does not matter. The the Wii uh, real talk though, the Wii Punch Out the remake that they put is very good. It's really like, if you good. ever get the chance to play it, definitely play it. It's excellent. Uh, Gabby J, and he is very frail and has a very bad mustache. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Not important. Andrew, I liked what you did, um, except it Thanks. was also, it also Terrifying. presented new horny challenges that I think we're all going to have to answer for. Well, okay. I guess to come to a decision here at the end of this episode, I want to circle back on something that Todd just said, which is that Andrew's game is the one that plays out in 2020. And I disagree with that. I think all three of these play out in 2020. Like, <laughs> well, all, yeah. all three of these are very much dating sims that I think I've said after every question would be on Steam right now and would sell lots and lots of copies. And I hate that. N- Nintendo's like one bad year of releases away from giving the, the three houses treatment to Pokemon and like introducing like real dating mechanics mm-hmm. into a pokemon game like i'm almost certain that is tacked on the board with a big red circle around it like in case of emergency that's yeah the yeah. break glass in case of emergency for the pokemon <laughs> company mm-hmm. yep. yeah um just it, it it integrates your pokemon go account with your tinder account and it turns into a whole thing uh anyway mm-hmm. so i i really do see all of those things playing out as much as i hate them Um, That being said, I have to pick a winner today. And while, again, I don't know that anybody wins today, I I definitely think some of you lost harder than the other ones. Um, So I'll start actually with you, Kyle. I'm sorry, I can't. It's I can't. I've got the 151 Pokemon poster on my wall. I can't. I just can't. It's it's too much and I can't. Um, Matt gets off this call. He has to turn the poster. Around. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at me anymore, Bulbasaur. Um, I don't want to be part of the Squirtle Squad. 
anyway, um, yuck. Yeah, gives a whole new meaning to the Squirtle Squad. It does. Yep, yeah, I know. I said it. I said it, and I, as I saw the words leave my mouth, I tried to grab them back, and they were already gone. <laughs> yeah, and that leaves me with Andrew and Todd, which are two sure does. like weirdly different kinds of dating sims, right? You have the like. You have the small town talk to everybody dating sim, and then you have like the action adventure dating sim, which are both very real tropey genres in dating sims. And I got to be honest, I prefer one of those genres over the other. And it's Todd's. I like Todd's more. <laughs> and I, I don't have a good reason for why I like Todd's more, except I think... I think he, he nabbed it with the, uh, the thousand-year-old dragon. Mm-hmm. I, I think sure so. Did. Yeah, that was, that was what got me. Like, I love a good twist ending, and that was... I, I could have written down every combination of words I've ever said in my entire <laughs> life and put them in a hat and picked them one at a time and put them together until I had done every single combination. And never would I have come up with the thousand-year-old dragon that's older than mankind that lives at the base of Lake Ontario, who was yeah. born of a meteor and has the power of fire. Did I get all that? Yeah, you nailed it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, so, like, Todd, you... Some people you, just call it the meteor dragon. It's just easier that way. You, you lost the least today. Congratulations. Congratulations. I think we all lost together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Us... Us, ca- us debate this cast members. Humanity. Yeah. yeah. People listening. Yeah. People who they have to talk to about this when it's done. This is like our first holiday episode. It's like happy December. <laughs> <laughs> uh, happy holidays. Yeah. Now go listeners. delete. Now go delete your phones. Yeah. <laughs> you heard me. Go throw your devices in a lake. <laughs> Specifically on <laughs> <Ontario. laughs> so that so that they may be found by the meteor dragon. <laughs> wow. And uh yeah, with that, thanks for listening in to debate this. And thank you if you have made it through to this point. You deserve a pat on the back and also a shower. I suggest that you take one. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast, or on our website at DebateThisCast.com. You can also check us out on Patreon at DebateThisCast, and while you're looking for love this holiday season, consider using our podcast as an icebreaker. We think what color Yoshi is the best color Yoshi is an excellent Tinder opener, but you are contractually obligated to tell your match about the podcast after. Trust (laughs) us, we'll know if you don't. Ends the rules. Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Kyle. New horny challenges, Harper. <laughs> I'm Andrew. Lucario learn, learns Bone Rush at levels 30, 36, Henderson. Nope. I, I'm Todd. <laughs> Gross. Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm Todd. No gods, no masters. Just tackle box Tony Thomas. Wow, you didn't say bastards? No gods, no bastards? I also didn't say no cods, Matt. Is that what you wanted? Yeah, that would have been better. That would have been I better. Won't, I won't, listen, I won't steep to that, or to the, I won't, I won't fall to that level of low in pun. No cods, no bastards, just tackle, no, bad, and I hate it. Is it worse than anything else we've done today? No. I was on my way out of the room to go shower, and then Matt made me come back in to fix this. 
And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. You're probably right this time. <laughs> this episode and probably this whole podcast was a mistake. Bye forever. Bye forever.